Welcome to the Becoming You podcast. I'm your host, Megan, a mindset coach passionate about helping you feel empowered to be your most authentic and confident self. In these episodes, you can expect to find raw and honest solo conversations, practical tips, inspiring interviews and insights that will cover topics like self-awareness, self-development, anxiety, health, and so much more. If you're ready to take back ownership of your life and feel confident to step into who you truly are, then this podcast is for you. So let's jump into today's episode. Hello and welcome to season two of the Becoming You podcast. I am so excited for today's chat with Caitlin Minnette, who is a holistic mindset coach and meditation teacher here in Melbourne. Thank you for saying yes to doing this with me. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I mean, I've been following you on Instagram for a while, like a little bit of a stalker, but um, <laughs> I just love like what you do. And I was like, we have to have a chat. Oh. So thank you oh my god that has made my day you're so welcome so this podcast is all about like feeling empowered to be your authentic self and just improving like physical and mental well-being as well which I think this topic that we're going to talk about fits perfectly with that right um we're going to dive into alcohol and sobriety and I know that you just celebrated 365 days sober Ah, yeah so congratulations (laughs) thank you amazing I think that's fucking epic But before we dive into that, I would love if you could tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and like what lights you up in your life. Yeah, amazing. So um, like you said, I'm a holistic mindset coach. Um, I'm studying to be a a holistic counsellor as -hmm. well. So that's kind of my bigger dream. Um, but for now, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I am a mindset coach, not a just. <laughs> we, don't, we don't use just. We don't use just, sorry. Um, I'm a mindset coach. So I'm absolutely loving it. I also teach meditation and breath work. Mm-hmm. Um, I run a few sessions with ice baths. So I'm kind of like fully into this healing holistic world. And it absolutely lights me up. Um, this is a really new journey for me. Like we kind of spoke about in the DMs um, mm. yesterday. Mm. So I've only kind of been in this industry for the past two years. Same. So, yeah. yeah, it's wild. I feel, I, like, I feel like I am a completely different person to who mm. I was 12 months ago, two years ago, five years ago. Yeah. Insane. Um, and what lights me up is the sun. The sun coming <laughs> down is, makes me so happy. Yes, yeah, so we picked the worst time to have this conversation <laughs> because Melbourne is actually turning on the weather and we're like sat inside. <laughs> like, sorry, so, gotta, I, I have to cancel the sun's out. <laughs> we can't do this. <laughs> So like that though, but yeah, that's what's lighting me up. And I've just recently started taking up yoga and doing yoga like three to four times a week. So that okay. is what's lighting me up as well. It's yeah, really nice. I love yoga. I love yoga. I mean, I'm more of like a weightlifting kind of gal, but I did, I did yoga for a bit and my physio keeps telling me I need to do yeah. yoga or Pilates. <laughs> well, that's how I got into it because I lift weights as well. So I find like the combination is really good mm. because it's helping me like my mobility is so much better and I can lift yeah. a lot heavier. It's yeah, perfect, right. Perfect little combination. It really is. And they're like, you need to do both. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. yep, I know. <laughs> but with <laughs> and, what time? <laughs> and maybe I will at some point. <laughs> highly yeah. recommend. I highly recommend it. It's great. <laughs> so good. So let's dive into Ooh, a little okay. bit about this. So, what was your relationship like with alcohol throughout your life? I guess up to this point. Yeah, beautiful. I feel like I had like the traditional teenage girl relationship with alcohol like the, the goon bag <laughs> hiding cruises taking I remember telling my parents I would only take like two to a party and then I'd have like six men off double blacks waiting for me in the bushes outside oh my god the classics 
Oh, it was so bad. So I feel like I grew up with alcohol, just as you, mm. I would say, like normally Australian culture, you kind of do. Yeah. Where you start drinking when you're like 16 years old. Um, you go to some parties, you're getting wasted. Now, the more I'm like removed from it, the more I look into it, I'm like, this is actually like pretty dangerous. Like this is pretty scary that we do that. Yeah. <laughs> and that it's like, okay. Mm. Um, so I grew up like that. And then my relationship, when I turned into more of an adult, it, it kind of stayed the same. So I was never one to drink with dinner. I'm not like one to go have a beautiful wine with a steak or anything like that. Like I yeah. don't really like, I didn't really like alcohol for the taste. I was more like, let's go hard or go home. Like mm. I want to be in my own vomit. Like, <laughs> not really, But like, I want to be like, I want to write myself off. I want to yeah. get absolutely wasted, smashed that's what I'm doing it for obviously when the sun was out I'd be like oh it's a day sesh like let's go it was it was all of that kind of drinking so my Mm. relationship with alcohol was very all or nothing Mm. like I could go two three weeks without drinking but then I would go out with some friends or I'd go to a festival or I'd go to a house party whatever it is and I would just be completely off my face yeah so that's yeah that's kind of what led me into the whole sobriety thing because it wasn't a healthy relationship and I, and I totally relate to that, like the all or nothing. I was yeah. like, why would I have one drink? That seems pointless. What's the point? Why am I going to waste calories? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, if I'm going to drink, I'm going to do it. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it right. I'm like, what's the point otherwise? So I, I really get that. And I think mm-hmm. it's such a normalized thing as well. You go out and you have a few drinks. Like that is what you do, especially when the sun's out. You know, like it is one of those things, like they kind of go together. It's like sun's out, 100%. we're having a beer, we're having a wine, like whatever. Yeah. And the like the unhealthy relationship I mean like you said you could go two or three weeks but like then when you have one it's not just one no it was never one because like you said it's like what I didn't see the point like I literally couldn't see the point in going out for one or two drinks like why would I why would I do that to myself why would I bother why would I waste my money like I want to actually get drunk I want to actually be sideways (laughs) yeah and what do you think it was about that that like what was that thing for you yeah well looking back it was it was that total loss of control Mm. and it was I was numbing everything I was just completely avoiding it was just like I could just switch off get absolutely wasted and nothing mattered like it was just my life was just different and I could just be this different person and I didn't really it was like I lost all my inhibitions yeah that was really appealing yeah the the inhibitions it's like I don't care whatever until the next morning and then you really care about like what did I do (laughs) (laughs) what did I say oh my god terrible and I would just avoid my phone and I'd get terrible like hangover anxiety calm yeah. down the whole lot for like four days yeah and then I would do it again yeah and it's that weird thing isn't it it's like we do this and the hangover especially as you start to get older and then we still do it we're still like still gonna do it next weekend yeah, 100%. It's, it's so crazy <laughs> like now because I don't I don't really drink either I mean like yeah. the last time I had a drink was one glass of Prosecco in September for my friend's birthday oh, amazing and like that even that was it made me feel horrible (laughs) so you know I just I just don't do it I don't enjoy it anymore but like that was the that was the the thing and it's just crazy like the hangover and we normalize that oh we're just gonna do it again next week cool (laughs) yeah right it's so fine to just waste your whole Sunday being hungover in bed then get up on Monday go to work feel like shit until maybe Wednesday but then Friday drink let's do it again (laughs) Like it's just, just Friday, a toxic cycle. Friday Avo drinks yeah. is what I used to live for. <laughs> right? <laughs> Especially if they're free, you know, that oh. kind of mentality. Like if it's free, I'm going to have it. Well, why wouldn't you? Exactly. Not <laughs> exactly is the mentality. Oh my God. Yeah. So 
what was then the the catalyst or like the reason for you to make this decision that okay I'm just going to stop yeah there was a few different points leading up to it and like now when I look back I'm like oh that was probably a good point to stop that was probably like my body telling me to stop that Mm. was it and I just kind of ignored all the signs yeah um so like maybe two years ago I was diagnosed with severe Crohn's disease so obviously like inflammation of the gut yeah all of that fun stuff and I I dealt with that um and then as I maybe like the year after that I started studying my for holistic counseling and meditation teaching so I was studying how to be like this holistic healer and I was going out and getting absolutely sideways during the week on the weekend this was over lockdown as well so I couldn't I couldn't work I didn't have any kind of income coming in and I was just like yeah I'm studying by day (laughs) learning about chakras learning about (laughs) energy centers and then I'm like cool let's freaking get on the bag let's let's go (laughs) and it was just so incongruent like it just didn't it didn't make sense it's completely out of alignment right out of alignment and it was like and it was actually like a long period of grief that I had to go through as well because it was like I was letting go of this like party girl persona yes to step into this new purpose that I had recently found Mm. and it was this struggle of like this back and forth no I'm the fun party girl like no I'm just gonna get like wasted and like this is my life versus this new thing that I had found and I found a purpose for and I was like no I'm really leaning into like I really want to teach meditation like I really want to help people and so I struggled a lot with that like that was a big thing yeah um so it's kind of those moments that led up to it like obviously there was like these little bits my body was like rejecting alcohol rejecting like everything I was putting into it and it was so inflamed and obviously alcoholism like the sugars in it just everything it does to your body yeah it's poison poison it's not beat around the bush (laughs) (laughs) it's literally poison actually poison my body was like rejecting it over time and I just ignored it and then it got to this point last year where I think I'd been I was hanging out with some different people I'd been on like benders for weeks and I woke up one day and I was just like what the fuck am I doing mm. like pull your head out of your ass Caitlin. like what are you doing do you want to go for this or do you want to keep going through these toxic cycles yeah because you've got to make a choice because you can't you can't do both and then that was it and I was like cool well this is clearly a problem for me let's just go one weekend sober and then mm. it just started and now it's been just over a year so good and I relate to a couple of those things one being like the letting go of Mm. that version of you especially when that's been with you for so long I mean like I started drinking at 15 as well like getting wasted a good nearly 15 years of me like doing that that's a lot to like let go of Mm. especially with the social thing like the people you hang around with it's like we kind of get peer pressured into doing that Mm. and then letting go of that version can be hard but then also I relate to that like you know the signs and like okay what are you doing what are you doing and having that moment for me it was two three years ago same thing like I went to a friend's party and we were I mean we were on the bags we were drinking and (laughs) that was that was when I decided that I was never going to touch drugs again I was Mm. like that's just this is not working for me anymore like I was going to the gym I was starting finally working like with a PT and like you know making better choices and things like that and putting my body first I'm like how can I be doing that and then just putting drugs and alcohol into it it doesn't make sense sense. doesn't make sense so I was like (laughs) I'm never going to touch drugs again and and I haven't touched that amazing yeah I'm pretty proud of that um but then the alcohol thing was just like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna slow down and then we went into lockdown and it's really funny Mm. that like some people went one one way and like I went the other I was like I don't drink at home anyway 
So I'm kind of locked in my house. It didn't happen. And then when we sort of then came out, went to socialize, it was like, oh, I don't actually need it. Yeah. And that was a big turning point too, because being out socially and being and saying, I'm not drinking. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> are you pregnant? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> First question. Are you, are you on um, antibiotics? Are yeah. you pregnant? <laughs> or like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Why not? Stop being boring. Oh, stop being boring. That's being a good boring. One. Oh, yeah, so, that's... Oh, so many questions. So, so many, many questions. so many questions. And it's, it is really weird when you actually look at it from the, the other side now of like, that this is the norm. Like, mm. we're the weird ones. We're like, not doing it. Yeah. And I started asking people, I was like, I'll answer your question. But before that, I'm going to ask you, why are you drinking? Mm. And they don't really have an answer other than, oh, because it's fun. Yeah. Right. Everybody else is. Yeah. Oh, because it's Friday. That's not a reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we could go into all of the th- all oh. of the reasons and all of the things why people are drinking and waiting to the weekend to to escape, etc. Yeah. But we won't. That's, yeah. that's, that's not for another episode, right? Um <laughs> definitely. <laughs> We can deep dive into that another Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Um, like what have you found has been the most challenging thing about doing this and committing to this and making that decision? Mm, great question. I, I honestly feel like the not having the drinks was probably the easiest part of this whole thing. Because mm. like, as I said before, it wasn't like I didn't drink alone. It wasn't yeah. something that I, I felt like it was escaping. Like I would never sit at home and get drunk like that. Yeah. It was a social thing. So when you give up, that thing that's kind of connecting you to your friends and you're not on that level anymore, yeah. you lose a lot of friends. Yeah. So the repercussions of me going sober, and I think the hardest part was actually the lifestyle changes that came uh, like as a side effect yeah. I guess, of giving up the alcohol. Because yeah. the people that you connect with, the, the bonds that you have with people, the things that you do to socialize, like I no longer want to go and sit in someone's backyard and get drunk. Yeah. On a Sunday afternoon. I don't want to go to raves. I don't want to do like I'm not putting myself in those situations anymore. So you become that friend, that like boring friend that doesn't drink, that sober friend. So I lost a lot of friends. My friendship group changed dramatically and has continued to change over the past year, which is incredible because now I have friends that are more aligned with the vision that I have for myself yeah. and where I'm going. But that that has been challenging. And then I, I, I reckon that's the main thing because I, yeah. I don't really get tempted to. I've had like maybe two temptations to drink. And one was, it was my sister, when my now sister-in-law, her hen's day. And the, <laughs> the sun was shining and there's penis straws everywhere. Uh, I, I think was, I saw this on Instagram. Yeah, I was I, like, I, girl. I shared, it. <laughs> I shared it on Instagram because I hadn't had that moment before. And I was like, yeah. I could really go for a seltzer. Like I could yeah. Go the sun was out. I was like in the mood of my hair done, makeup done in a nice dress. And I was like, I could really just get like a bit white girl drunk. Mm-hmm. And that was probably, that was the first time that I really got the temptation. Yeah. And obviously I didn't, it went away. I got some like sparkling water. That's like my go-to. So I get a little <laughs> bubbles. Um, but yeah, it went away. So I think that the most challenging is the friends. And it's yeah. also what we spoke about before the grief mm. for myself that mm. came along with that. Did you find that like it actually was the conversations of like you're boring or like you're not cool cool anymore or fun anymore or was it more the fact that you were just like I don't want to be in that situation? Yeah I thought a lot more people would question me Mm. but I guess I just had better friends than I thought like (laughs) it was the strangers I feel like the strangers questioned me Mm. like if I'm out of the bar or something 
I'm like, why are you drink? I'm like, yeah, I'm on the waters. Like that's a, that's a conversation. But my friends were just like, you know, I just kind of got stopped, uh, stopped getting invited to things. Right. Or I would not go to things. So it wasn't necessarily a conversation of like, you've changed, you're boring now. It was yeah. like, my interests no longer aligned with going out at 11 p.m. at night. Like, I'm going to be a Can't think of anything worse, yeah. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I don't mind it occasionally, but I have to be like really like G'd up. Yes. Um, and I still go to festivals sober and like I still enjoy going out to bars and stuff sometimes depending yeah. on the crowd. Um, so, yes. Yeah. It's just a different. It's a different world. It's a different world. Yeah. It's a different vibe. And, and I definitely struggle with that too. And just like I always like socially drinking and just mm. especially in the sun. And I think that is one of the times like when it mm. gets into summer yeah. and you're like, oh, you know, and you see everybody doing it. And it's like, oh, you know, that'd be, it would be nice to have like a nice beer, nice cold beer. That, yeah. It would. And like, it's for me, it's not really like a temptation. I mean, it, it there is, but it's like, I know how my body's going to react and it actually can't, it can't take it anymore. Like it, it, if I have one drink, my body is just like, we don't know. No. No, I get tired. I feel sick. I've got a headache. I feel horrible the next day after one drink. No. And I'm like, this girl used to drink two <laughs> bottles of wine in a night. <laughs> Who is she? Fine. Right. now like so it's and it's really interesting it's like when your body reacts like that yeah. it's not really a choice anymore because it's like I'm not going to do it it makes me feel horrible that's great though <laughs> so I love that do your it. body does that right it's telling me it's like it's okay this is you. this is the thing and so yeah the temptations are there but for me I don't know if it is luckily luckily it's like I it just doesn't react as me well that's, anymore so that's great because how much harder would it be if it didn't right and I think I maybe mean, there is something to that maybe like the more that you don't have it you're losing mm. a, a tolerance or like whatever I don't know what it is but um there's definitely that thing of like oh I wish I could just have one without that feeling mm. you know sometimes I'm like oh, I wish I could just have one and, and enjoy it and not have what comes with that and I suppose the guilt that comes with it too still for me because it's funny you were saying about letting go of the version of you that was the the, the party girl and the drinker and stepping into this yeah and there's something for me about this that's then like, okay, but this is the version of me now. Mm-hmm. So if I drink, that's not the version oh. of me. Yeah. So there's almost like a bit of guilt that comes with yeah. that, which is really interesting. It's like I'm um, letting her down. Right. Like, I'm, I'm not the person down. I say that I am. Right. Yeah. Mm. It's very interesting. <laughs> very interesting. It's it's very interesting these like the things that we come up with in these games because it's like it's that zero or nothing again mm, right yeah because people say to me like why don't you just have like one and it's like well that's just not an option because I just don't want to do that to my body yeah anymore like that's at the point that's where I am at the point now yeah that's the boundary yeah mm. I just don't see it it's just not worth it because I don't even like the taste <laughs> why am I gonna have a wine <laughs> just like how much sugar is in that <laughs> yeah I know right <laughs> yes, yes. Awful. I'll have my calories elsewhere. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and yummy food. And to, yeah. to be fair, I'm like, you know, because I don't really drink and I don't drink caffeine as well. So people at oh. work are always just <laughs> like, you know, they don't know what's going on. Like, who are you and how do you have any fun? <laughs> Literally me. I had started <laughs> drinking coffee again maybe two weeks ago and I hadn't had it for years. Oh. And I was the same, like, no, I don't drink. I don't drink caffeine. <laughs> I don't eat like, bread. <laughs> what do you do with your life? Yeah, I thrive, mate. I thrive. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I thrive and you should try it sometime. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. Um. So what have you actually learned about yourself in the past year? Oh, it's more like what haven't I learned about myself? Because mm-hmm. I am, 
I don't even know because I am just a different person, like 100% a different person to this person that I was last year. Like the level of self-confidence I have, self-awareness, my values, my morals, Mm -hmm. my ability to talk about myself, my ability to talk to other people, everything is just completely changed. Like 18 months ago, I was struggling to like talk on camera to do reels like for my makeup Instagram, like I was like, oh, I couldn't possibly, I was working with a coach and she's like, we're in lockdown. And she's like, you use your own face, like do reels on your own face. Like this is a great way to like get content. And I was like, oh my God, I could never, I would never do that. Like, oh my God, what will people think of me? What if I say something wrong? La 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 la, all these, all these thoughts came up. Yeah. And now I'll just like chuck on my camera, no makeup on or like fresh out of the ocean, whatever it is, I've got something to say. And it's just not another thought. Yeah. Behind it. And it's incredible because I have never been like that. That's so, so it, interesting. It is the best thing that I have ever done for myself. And I think mm. it's it's accelerated my growth. Well, also as well, you're putting your time and effort into things that like are, are for your growth. You're not going out and getting wasted mm. and then wasting the weekend or whatever. Like you're actually spending your time and energy in things that are nourishing for you. 100%. And that's like incredible. Um, did you ever like struggle with like social anxiety or like was drinking ever a way of like, you know, allowing you to kind of open up and talk? No, no. not really. Not okay. really. Um, I have struggled with like panic attacks in the yeah. past, but I, I was never one to get social anxiety. Drinking mm. was more just like, I don't want to deal with my life. I don't want yes. to deal with what's going on inside of me. Yeah. So I think when you take that away, when you don't have that escape, yeah, it's like you literally have to sit in this void and work out what you're feeling. Like, why do you want to drink? Why do you want to escape? Because there's something deeper. It's not about the drink. No. It's about what the drink represents. Yes. And what it's distracting you from. What exactly? Why do you want this distraction? Yeah. What are you avoiding that you're feeling inside of you? There's yeah. this emptiness. There's something happening inside of you. And I'm not saying it's for everyone who drinks, but for me, it was, you're clearly not happy with something. And then once you take away that vice, it's like all you, all you have left is to sit there in all the discomfort, all of your feelings, all of your shadows, mm. and you can either continue to run and numb them or you can transcend through them. Right. And, and this like, is where you find the tools, right? You're like, well, I've got no vice now, so what am I going to do? And it just so happens that they're healthier options. <laughs> like, oh, like a Sunday run. That sounds <laughs> that's actually nice. <laughs> oh, I'm going to start going swimming in the ocean. I'm going to start meditating more. Right. I'm going to find people that do the things that I do. And I think that mm. that was definitely very helpful, finding a group of friends and finding a community. Yeah. That, some of them drink, but that's so fine. It's not that pressure and it's not that like party lifestyle. Yeah. Like the idea of fun is like, let's go on a hike. Like, let's go up. Let's go for a sunrise walk. Let's go do yoga. <laughs> Imagine yourself like five years ago. You would be like, no, thank you. I'll still be up from the night before. <laughs> if you told me even a year ago, that I would be teaching meditation, that I would be going for sunrise walks, living like near the beach, living my best life, not doing half the shit I do. Mm. I would have just been like, you've got the wrong person. <laughs> like no way could I see myself doing this. And yeah. I think that that is just in itself incredible. <laughs> it is incredible. Yeah. So what do you think actually got you there? You said a year ago, I would have thought it. So why are you here? I think I just it was definitely giving up the alcohol yeah like that I think that is such was such a big part of my journey because like I said there's no running there's no hiding but then yeah. it's a combination of working with coaches putting in the hard work facing all the shit that's coming up for me 
meditating, doing breath work, like it's all these little things that you can do for yourself. Yeah. They all add up. I agree a hundred percent. I mean, I did struggle with social anxiety. And so for mm. me, the drinking was to mask that, yeah. but it's like, okay, we'll take away that. How are you going to, how are you going to socialize? It's like, you have to do the uncomfortable things. Mm. So then once you do that, you're like, okay, what's another uncomfortable thing that I can do? Yeah. I'm going to show my face on camera. Same thing. Like if you just said two years ago, I was going to be doing this. No, no fucking way. <laughs> like could not be seen by people. Didn't, couldn't listen to my own voice. I was just yeah. like, oh, horrible. And it's like, here we are. Cause you, you are. have to do the uncomfortable things. Right. When there's nowhere else to hide. You just got to, just got to move through that shit. <laughs> and it's never as bad as you think. Mm. yeah that's what I've learned like you can do uncomfortable things just because it's uncomfortable doesn't mean you can't do it it just means it's uncomfortable because it's unfamiliar yes and we love that familiarity we love love familiarity (laughs) we love staying in our comfort zone we do and it's comfortable of course it's this repetitive cycle right yeah if you want to change your life you have to you have to do things differently yeah nothing changes if nothing changes I love that classic quote love it it's (laughs) so true if nothing changes yeah so what would you say to somebody who's like, oh, I really kind of want to reduce my alcohol intake, but I'm a bit anxious or like, I feel I'm going to be pressured by other people. I would say to find your, finding your why mm-hmm. is really important. So yeah. it's all well and good to just go, yeah, I'm going to stop drinking. But then like, if you don't have that why that really resonates with you, mm-hmm. it's so easy to get that. Like, what's that saying about your elbow? Bend your elbow. <laughs> like just in your arm. arm. <laughs> you get a bendy elbow. <laughs> when someone like twist your arm like if you're not solid in why right. you're doing something yeah to anchor to anchor it in like why like why are you actually doing it and don't just like don't just get into the surface level of like oh I, I want to feel healthier like that's great mm. but what are you actually getting from being healthier yeah I want to be healthier because it gives me a better quality of life I want to stop drinking because I want to improve the way my body feels yeah I don't want to be reliant on alcohol or I want to, whatever you're doing, like really anchor into the reason why you're giving up. Mine was like, I don't want to be a shit person anymore. Like, like, it's to be a good honest, one. like yeah, I don't want to be a shit friend. Mm. I don't want to be this person that I turned into when I was wasted. Yeah. And I wanted something better for myself and I wanted something better for the people that were around me as well. So it's- find your why, find that reason as to why you want to give up that alcohol. Um, and really be honest with yourself about why you are drinking that's probably the first and like hardest thing right yeah like why am I doing this in the first place yeah and I think sometimes we we might have the thought of like I want to I want to stop and then we're so not anchored into our values for the most part most most of us aren't we don't know like what our purpose is and our why and our values that then you might have that thought and then the just the excuses come up about why you can't do that yeah. And we get a bit stuck there. Yeah. It's like, no, like really go, go there. Anchor in. What am I, what am I doing? Why am I drinking? What does it give me? What am I avoiding? And mm. just try it. Take it one event as a, at a time. Mm. That's what I did. I was never like, oh my God, I'm going to never drink again. Yeah. I was like, cool. It's, it was like Nicole's birthday on the weekend. We're going for a picnic at the park. I don't think I took drinks there, but I knew that there would be drinks there if yeah. I wanted them. Yeah. So it was just like a picnic in the park with some friends. It was a beautiful sunny day. It was like prime drinking <laughs> weather. <laughs> I was like, this is me. Like I could just absolutely get so white girl drunk yeah. on seltzers. But I was like, cool, I'm just going to go sober. I'm going to see how I feel. And there was no pressure from myself. 
Yeah. I was like, cool. If I want to drink, there's drinks there, but I'm choosing not to. Yeah. I am choosing to have fun sober. I am choosing to drive. I am choosing to go um, whatever I had planned something on the Sunday morning as well. Mm. So it's like, I'm choosing to do whatever it was. Like, and I felt it came from a really empowered place rather yeah. than like, oh no, I can't drink. Yes, oh, no, like, I can't. I can't. Oh no, I don't want to drink. Or like, it, it wasn't like, like a kind of flustered decision. It was like, no, I'm not drinking. Yeah. I'm letting it go and not like not delving into it. I think that's actually really, really good and like not be attached yeah. to that. And yeah. I knew that like there was so much power in knowing that there was drinks there. They could have them, but it was like, cool. I'm just going to, I'm choosing not to drink. Even like for this hour. Right. Like, if you really struggle, it's like, I'm not going to drink for the first hour and I'm going to see how I feel. Yeah. Oh, it's been an hour. I'm feeling good. All right, let's go another hour. To yeah. like really break it down. Don't try to like jump the whole staircase, whatever that saying is. I'm really bad at saying. <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> Don't jump the whole staircase. Literally take it one step at a time. Yeah. What's this hour going to look like? When I get there, I'm not going to have a drink. I'm going to socialize. And I had the best time and I was having the best conversations with my friends. And it was just connecting on a different level that I would not have even bothered to because I just mm. would have been enjoying my drink in the sun. Yeah. And just having this like random small talk. Yes. Right? Yeah. But usually like what we're, what we're craving with drinking is that dopamine hit from that first drink. That's what we t- continue to tra- to chase. when we're Yes. That you crack a can open, you have a drink, fizzy, that is what you're chasing every time you go for another drink. Like the chemical reaction in your brain, your brain wants mm-hmm. more of that, but you're never going to get that again. No. So that's why we keep drinking, right? It's crazy. So that's that's what I would say to someone. And also if they're pressuring you to drink, get new friends. Agree, 100%. <laughs> One of the things that I first, when I first decided to stop, um, it was on my friend's party at birthdays and we went out to a club and I don't really go to many clubs, but yeah. <laughs> I will on occasion if it's someone's birthday. And like, yeah. it was the first night that I like decided, yeah, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not going to drink. I don't need to drink. I'll have a dance, whatever. It's fine. And so what I did is like get my drink in a, like it was like a lime and soda in a small glass so yeah. it looked like I was drinking because I think there's this fear of like people being like oh I need to look like I'm doing people are going to criticize me if I don't look like I'm drinking yeah. and so for me at that time because I wasn't as sort of confident with it I was like I'm just gonna have it in a glass maybe they think I am drinking oh yeah. I know I'm not yeah <laughs> so but you get more confident the more that you do it and realize oh I don't actually need to drink 100 percent. practice it yeah, even having that glass in your hand when you're having a dance, there's something like really comforting so true. about yeah. that. So I'm the same. I get soda and limes um, or if I'm feeling fancy, probably not anymore. But when I started, I was getting mocktails. Yeah. No one, like no one knows and no, no one really cares. Yeah. That's the thing. Unless they're like, actually, this is a fun story. Before I went sober, I used to give people a lot of shit for not drinking. I'm like, oh, you're so boring. I was one of those people Mm. because I was projecting my own insecurities onto them. Yeah. I was like, oh, why why, why aren't you drinking? You're so boring. But it was literally me to me because I had toyed with the idea, but I didn't think I was comfortable enough or strong enough to give up drinking. And then here we are a year later. That's so funny. Because I was just going to say then, if someone says to you, like, why aren't you drinking? Then that says a lot more about them than you. 100%. Why do they give a fuck? Why do they care if you're drinking or not? It doesn't impact anyone else. No. It doesn't impact anyone's fun. It doesn't impact anyone's night. And if they think it does, it's actually them. Yes. Yes. 100%. And there's so much strength in going to a club, going to a bar, going to a festival sober. And Mm. it's actually really funny because everyone's drunk. 
<laughs> you're just watching people and like I drive everywhere so I'm like there's a driver yes so I don't have to like waste my money on Ubers or anything like it's just all of the benefits win. is a win-win for all all things and yeah I agree I mean I don't know if I'll like say I'll never drink again but it's definitely just something that's not really yeah. so it doesn't feel aligned with my life anymore love that you know? yeah yeah I yeah, know you I can relate. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. I was thinking about this the other day because people ask me, like, are you ever going to drink again? And I don't think, I don't think that I will. Because, mm. like I said, I wouldn't. It's not like I'm like, oh, beautiful red wine with dinner or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah. Like, I think if it ever comes up, it will be a, a really like deep question that I'll have to answer for myself because it would be a moment of like, shit's hit the fan and I want to escape. And then it would be done right. into that. Yeah. It wouldn't be like, oh, it's a sunny day. Let's get drunk. It's just not there for you anymore. There's not that kind of like temptation really. It's not like, at all. Yeah. Not at all. And watching how my body has changed and my health has changed over the year as well. Mm. It's like, why would I do that to myself for one night that I'm probably going to feel? And it's, I don't even know how it would affect me after a year. <laughs> I'll have to probably like, not well. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah, it's not going to be. <laughs> I think that's like scary enough to put me off drinking again. And that's the thing, like the anxiety also makes that worse. It's just like, is it even worth it? It's you know, and only you would know. And that's the thing, like only you can make that decision mm. of what feels right for you and what you want to do and when and why. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is like, no one ever regrets not drinking. Mm. You never, or yes. I have never heard anyone say, oh, I wish I got fucked up like that. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish I had a massive hangover right now. Yeah, like, I, I really wish I woke up in my own vomit. <laughs> oh, like, no one says that like no one no. regrets not drinking so that is Very my true. recommendation to anyone that wants to do it do it so I like to ask all of my guests this one question which is slightly off topic for our conversation yeah. but really fits in with my podcast in general and that's what do you think um the wider impact of women healing themselves and like doing the inner work can have on the world Oh, oh, I love that question. That's beautiful. Um, well, I think I'm relating it back to me, healing myself has helped me heal the people around me. And whether that's by inspiration, like I know a lot of, a lot of people um, resonate and get inspired by my journey, watching yeah. me from the past few years. Um, if it's even by triggering someone <laughs> into doing their own <laughs> healing journey, which is a big one. Um, the clients that I have, the meditations that I run, like when you heal yourself, it ripples out into other people. Yes. Like there is no bad things that come from healing yourself. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so true. It's so yeah. true. There isn't. It's fucking hard work. <laughs> like, oh my God. So hard. But, but it's, it's, it's the healing. best thing you're ever going to do. Right. Like working on yourself, healing yourself. And even if you make that 1% change, that's still 1% better. Mm-hmm. Even if you impact someone's life by 1%. They yeah. see you on Instagram. They see you smiling as you walk down the street because you're happy with life. 1%. Yeah. Like all these little things can just help make someone's day and help someone get into this healing journey for themselves. So women yeah. healing is just the best thing in the world. Women and men. <laughs> everyone heal. Everyone. Everyone do it. Everyone, do the work. Get into your healing journey because you don't even know. Like, I never knew that this existed for me. Mm. So it's like, what other, what else do you have that you haven't unlocked in yourself? Yeah, like, how good does life get to be? 
you know like I didn't know this was possible yes to live a life that I actually fucking love right like I love it and it doesn't mean it's not hard because like shit's still Mm. hard Mm. but like I can move through it and I know I can move through it and I believe in that and I get to help other people and it's like oh my god I didn't know this like years ago (laughs) that this is possible and it is so imagine what else there is out there right and it's like choose your heart Mm. do you want it to be hard because you're living your best life you're living your dream you're helping people and it's hard because it's uncomfortable and it's challenging or is it hard because you're unhealthy you're stuck in an office job that you hate you're working in a cubicle you never see the sun and you're eating shit food yeah both hard you're drinking (laughs) they're both hard but choose your heart yeah and I love that saying too so good we're full of sayings we are even if they're the wrong ones whatever (laughs) we don't care the elbow I'm gonna use that more often um but yeah so I think I think everyone's just focusing on healing themselves like you don't and you're healing like generational trauma as well like it goes beyond that's the thing it goes beyond this generation yeah you heal yourself you will pass this on to your kids your friends kids like it's just this ripple effect that affects so many more people than just you yeah it's like if you think you're happy now do the work on yourself and you would just like unlock these new layers of <laughs> thing. you can't honestly it's a podcast you can't see but I'm unraveling my layers into the world and like yeah. you said like you don't even know that it's possible and we wouldn't have seen ourselves here five years ago yeah it's beautiful mm-hmm. it's beautiful life it. is beautiful it's it really is it's beautiful oh right time I love it Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Oh, oh my God. I love this conversation. So me too. This has been great. Thank you so much for having me. Um, if people want to like get in your world, where can they find you? Yes. Yeah, so find me on Instagram, Caitlin mm-hmm. Manair. Um, and that's all I've got so far. Will you pop it in the, pop it in the notes? That'll have I'll all pop it going. in the show notes. Absolutely. Thank you so much for chatting yeah, with me. Loved you. it. <laughs> and I feel like there is definitely another conversation to be had. Let's for do sure. it. Episode two. I'm here for it. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love if you would share it on your Instagram and tag me at Megan Scully underscore. Till next time, my loves.